So grateful that we're able to uh, send people out. You know, uh, it goes like this. We win, we train, and we send. And that's what happens. And you keep that thing rolling, right? That's what we do with the gospel. Uh, also want to recognize, you know, we support a lot of mission stuff. We recently had Missions Day and uh, uh, make a lot of efforts around the world. But one of the, one of the things we also continue to do is we support... Uh, uh, Spencer in the School of Preaching. Well, welcome back, Spencer. See you there today. Thank you for being here. Glad to have you home. And we support uh, Gibby and Donna Gilbert uh, as they teach and train uh, men and women over at the Sunset School. And Donna and Gibby are here. You guys stand up for a minute. Let's say hi to you. There you go, right there. Welcome home, by the way. So we've got a lot of good stuff. You get a chance while I hug their necks and encourage them. They do a great job on training people who go out really into all the world. So, Well, we're in this series in uh, Ephesians called War Ready. And I appreciate Trent's lesson on kicking it off about uh, we don't battle against flesh and blood, but uh, against Satan, against evils that are out here. And then also, of course, Nathan did a great job last week uh, laying out the armor of God uh, uh, so be sure you see him, encourage him. What a great job uh, he did, too. And so we're into verse uh, 15 and 16 of chapter 6 today, talking about being war uh, ready. Now, one of the things he says here is he talks about the feet here, that we stand ready with feet prepared out uh, of this verse 15, that we have our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, um, you know, if you don't have the right equipment, things don't work too well. This having your feet prepared, have you ever been out in weather and you didn't have the right equipment on your feet? It gets a little tough. Now, growing up, I grew up in North Arkansas. We get a snow every now and then up there, you know, good cold time. And uh, in order, we didn't really have the right equipment, a lot of boots or whatever, that kind of thing. But you know what we did to keep our feet dry? What did you put on? Anybody know? If you... Well, poor like me, what do you use to make your feet not? Bread sacks. Exactly. Bread sacks. How many of you ever put bread sacks on your feet? I'm glad all 15 of you grew up like I did. Good. Keep those, keep those puppies dry, right? You know, I, it actually didn't work too well. You know, they would tear and that kind of thing. But, I, you know, it was a good idea at the time. But what happens well, when your feet are unprepared... Boy, it becomes very, very difficult challenge there when you're facing tough times. Well, here he describes this going out in the armor of God that the feet are prepared. This is kind of funny because the uh, picture is of war going on in armor. And yet the thing he says that prepare, that makes us ready, is the gospel of what? Peace. Now, wait a minute. How about we're going to war here? Yeah, but what makes us ready for whatever battles we fight is having our hostilities that existed between us and God, gone. That's the word for peace out of Romans chapter 5, that we have this peace and access to God. Hostilities between me and God have been taken care of because of the gospel, and now I'm at peace, and I have a message of peace, good news of peace, that I've taken in the whole world. And so that's what we're ready to do. That's the readiness, that's the alertness, that's the thing that gives us our foundation as we go out here. Matter of fact, I was uh, uh, in the office, Judah, uh, Trent's little boy, uh, uh, who, who's so much cuter than Trent is, 
uh, was here in the office. You see him up there. So he was showing me his new shoes, you know. They're, they're Spider-Man shoes, you know, right? And so he would jump up and land on them. Now you can see him in the next picture. He's looking at them. They're all lit up. I can't tell. I mean, they're all lit up, you know. He's excited. His feet's ready, right? I mean, he knows. He's, he's Spider-Man. His feet's ready. They're lighting up. He's ready to go. Well, with us, our feet are made ready by the story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So we go out with confidence, we go out uh, uh, with humility, but we also go out with peaceful, with a news that can change people's lives, that hostilities between them and God can be taken care of by the very news that we're standing on and walking in and sharing with other people. Stand ready, feet prepared. But we also have to stand strong, and that's what he says in this next verse. And it's a shield of faith. Now this shield is the idea of picture of a shield that covers your entire body that you can get behind. And so you're fighting off, you see, you're fighting off uh, the flaming arrows of the evil one. Satan is attacking us, and look, no doubt about it, he's attacking us every day. Especially in areas that we're vulnerable in, that's what he wants to get to us with, you see. So he's ready there to attack, and we have to have that trust and strength and shield of faith. That dependence on God that says we trust him no matter what. I love the, uh, the uh, Proverbs in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. You can't figure it all out. But in all your ways, you see, you keep following Him and what happens. He makes that path clear and makes that path straight. And as we do that, He takes care of us. So this trusting, this shield of faith, this trust that we have... It says, I gotta trust him in my despair. I trust him in my doubts. I trust him in hard times. I trust him when I get the diagnosis from the doctor. I trust him in the good times. I trust him with the blessings that come my way. I got to learn to trust God all along my journey. It is a journey of faith. And faith is something that grows. And faith is, is something that, that should mature in us as God's children. But we must learn to have that total trust in God that when all the world looks bad, we know it's okay. I don't care what our culture says or what our courts say. Our message of the gospel is the same. We're going to stand ready and we're going to stand strong with a shield of faith that we trust God no matter what. Somebody got excited over there. I wasn't going to get all fired up today, but with y'all it's just difficult not to. A shield of faith. But here's the other thing. We not only stand strong, we stand together. Because I, 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 I love this, and the first one I ever heard say it was Bill, that we are a forever family. We are forever family. You see, at the beginning of this context, he says, for our struggle. This is something we have together. And then at the end of this, and Trent and I will be preaching on this idea of prayer, that we're praying for all the saints. Earlier in the book in Ephesians, he talks about us being one body. There's a unity. There's a family there. And we do this together. We're in this thing together. And boy, I am so glad because I need you. I need people in my life. This trying to live out here, uh, uh, you know, by ourselves somehow or another, independent and prideful, just me and God, we got it together. That doesn't work. He designed us. To be a part of a forever family. All right, so 
So let's have a little family talk. He says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, right? That means all of us in here, we're family, we have different struggles. So we need each other. And we need each other in our small groups, in our house churches. Sometimes problems are taken care of there. We need each other in heart to home. We need each other in all those areas. Sometimes those are outside the assembly. We also need each other inside the assembly here. There's a strength from being together. Uh, We have an invitation time here. It's family time. People respond for a variety of reasons. You know, someone said, Mike, the invitation went too long. We had too many of this. Look, I understand that. Let me, let me share this with you. As a staff, we're working really hard to be efficient and yet not take away from people who are needing something in their struggle. Got it? Now, that's difficult. Now, look, I, there are things to respond for as a church family and things not to. All right? Look, uh, th- don't come down to ask to be anointed with oil for your mosquito bite. Okay? But now, if you've got 30 days to live, you better get on down here. You know what I'm saying? There are some things more heavy and serious than others, right? Uh, we want to learn how to handle each other's problems and prayer requests in the best way. If you need prayers for someone in your family that's sick and going to the hospital, that's great. Look, if you want to come down and, and pray with one of the leaders right there, he'll just pray with you on the spot. We probably won't handle that publicly. Because here's why. There's a better way. The better way is to get that name to our girls at the office out on the prayer chain so that people know the names of who they're praying because they're sitting here, they don't hear them, they say, you know, they, it doesn't relate to them, they may not know them. We want to best handle that. So sometimes announcing something public isn't the best way to handle it, okay? I hope you understand that. Now, uh, 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 but at the same time, we don't want to lose the authenticity that comes with our family time down front. That's why we say people never respond alone. You have people around you. Sometimes those prayer requests are handled with just me praying with someone with their request, and it may never get announced publicly. That's okay, all right? The request has been handled. Sometimes something's done publicly, and the church needs to know about it. Someone's uh, uh, been out in the middle of town, and, 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 and they've been drunk, and they need to respond and repent in front of everybody. You know why? Not just for repentance. But so that around us, we see that, and somebody says, I saw one of your members, we can, we can take up for them. Hey, I know they repented, we're behind them. It gives you opportunity to get behind people, you know. So you need that opportunity to get behind people. So there's that idea that takes place. And then sometimes people are just broken hearted. Their marriage has fallen apart, or uh, uh, something tragic in their family's happened, and they just need loved on and prayed with, and they need you around them too. That happens at the, at the invitation too. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all these different people. Now you all got nervous because I walked out in the audience, right? <laughs> but you're family. And uh, look at my brother Burgess over here, back. Cricket, these guys are back with us. They're not back. They're always family. They're just living somewhere else for a while, right? I remember we cried and prayed together over different things, right? You guys came to the family. 
I was so proud. I went over there to their dad's funeral to hear these guys get up and talk about their dad and minister to them. And us to be around them. Family, we share those kinds of things. Uh, Greg and them taking the uh, Golden Sixties group and, 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 uh, uh, and Gary and being a family and ministering to our older people. Uh, you know, uh, I can name hundreds of people that we've sat around in hospital rooms with and prayed for. And, and, and watch them get well and watch God bring about great victories for them. Uh, my own dad passed away a, a, a couple of years ago and I looked up. I'm up in North Arkansas and I look up out there and old Terry Hebert here is sitting out there in the audience. I'm like, wow, he drove all that way to my dad's funeral. I thought, good night. That's family. Yeah. That's family. That's what family does. And we don't always do everything perfect. But we try to take care of each other. You know? And so what happens is we have this family time. Now, I know sometimes at the end of service, you know, it may get a little long or those kinds of things. And look, I understand we sing the invitation song and there's an exit to the back. That's why I'm back here tonight. I was just going to take everybody's response. It leaves early. No, I'm not there. That's just kidding. I'm not scolding you for leaving during the invitation. You're grown people. You don't need my hushing you or scolding you for that kind of thing, okay? But I want you to know that we need you. And a, and a lot of times we, we need each other at different times for different reasons. And sometimes there's relationships that exist there. Sometimes there don't. We just need a stranger to hug our neck and say, look, I'm for you. I'm a part of this family, you know. So... Regardless of what your situation is, I know every one of you right now who have planned on leaving earlier like, oh, I've got to tell them not to excuse me. I really did have to leave. You know, it's okay. It's all right. I promise. I understand that. I just want you to start being aware that when we put on the armor of God, we're not some individual uh, super person ourselves. We do this together. Right here together. And uh, and sometimes, you know, we're praying for somebody to be healed. I, I'll never forget. I think it was Larry King that came down to be prayed and anointed with oil and back when Larry's mom was alive. And so she came down with the family. You know, she, was, she had the walker then. And so they all come down to this deal. And so we were going to pray for him. Well, Carl uh, couldn't hear very well. He didn't know who came down. So we, anointed, uh, we were going to anoint him with oil. And Carl had the job of anointing with oil. And he anointed the wrong one. He anointed Larry's mom. I said, Carl, what was you thinking? He said, well, I didn't know who it was. I saw the walker and went for it. I said, well, that's why she lived another five or six years on now, Larry. I don't... We're family. Uh, family struggles. It's okay. We're We're weak. We're vulnerable. But this church is and should continue to be a safe place to have struggles. The first sermon I ever preached actually uh, was up in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Last weekend I got to go up there and preach again. I hadn't, hadn't, it was the only time I preached there since 1975 I preached my first sermon. 
I'll never forget that first sermon. It was on Sunday night, and Gary Stevenson preached, and I preached again. He preached right before me, and then it was my turn. I was last, and I preached, and, and I was like, you know, it's done. I stand out front, and a lady responded. Scared me to death. I'd never seen anybody respond in church before, you know. Uh, and so she comes down, and she's crying, and she's weeping, and she comes to me, and I'm 19 years old, and she grabs my hand. I'm like, I mean, you know, look, preacher said, one, you know, one of your own kind ought to help you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking around. Finally, an elder came over and took the response. Scared me to death. I love Washbury Road response time. I know a lot of churches have done away with it. Invitation times. But there's something very valuable about being able to be together and respond together. Circle around someone that responds. Ask Mac, Mary. Ask Alan, Lisa. Ask yourself if you've ever been on this front row with your life broken and messed up. How valuable, valuable that strength is from being together. That's what our invitation is. It's not a, it's not a come down here for any and every time you mess up and fall short. Look, go to your small group. Go to your accountability partner. Go to other, There are places for to handle that. Down here, family times. And we want to handle those in the best effective way we can. And we really do work at that as guys down front. Okay? And you, you help us out too on that if you can. And not just pass this assembly. Some of those people that, that, that respond, you know, they, they need that phone call tomorrow morning to say, Look, I saw you responded. I just wanted to tell you, I, I pray for you tonight. I said your name out loud to the creator of the universe. You're covered, brother. Those are the kinds of, whether it's a text or a phone call, those kinds of things are important. We're in it together. Our struggle is not flesh and blood. But our prayers, God's power, and his armor is more than enough. To take care of anything we face. Father, we love you. I'm thankful for my church family. I'm thankful, Father, for this being a safe place to heal and to get forgiveness. Thankful, Father, for our new brother and sister in the baptism to take place. What a great day rejoicing. Father, I'm thankful that. Our battle is already won. And that faith really is the victory that you've talked about and told us about. We trust you. And we put our faith in the story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And we know that your grace is sufficient. Thank you, Father, for even in our weakness you make us strong. And you accomplish what's good for the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Family time. If you need to respond and be prayed with or far or over or any other way, that's what our invitation is about. You can come while together we stand and sing.